Unwinding Loons, Caulk Like Coffee, and the 100-word story. It's all part of Kwame & Company. I'm Phil. Amy's here. What uh, Do you know what number we're on now, Amy? 29. Yes. Almost to 30. Almost to 30. Yeah. I don't know why these little these little landmarks mean something to me. But they do. You know, I it? think it's a pretty big number. It is. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. So uh, we started a trend last time of, uh, I think it was four, jo- four stories and a joke mm-hmm. uh, as a way to categorize things. It makes it easy just putting a number to it. And I know it's four stories and a joke. Okay, three military stories here. Stories from people in the Army, Air Force, Marine, or what's the new one? Space, space Force. Ooh, yeah. I don't think I have a Space Force story here, but I'd, I'd love one. Probably maybe a little bit too new. Too new? To yeah. have anything crazy go on yeah. there. This one comes from uh, well, the Defense Language Institute, whatever, uh, whatever uh, portion of the service that involves. This is uh, uh, Yemif M. Brod. I think that's a Russian name. I mean, the way you said it, it sounds Russian. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It doesn't really <laughs> prove anything, does it? Uh, Yemet says, my colleague at the Defense Language Institute. Ooh, there's an institute to be part of. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. What do you do? I work for the Defense Language Institute. Uh, so the colleague is an elegant middle-aged woman who was born and raised in Russia. Sounds like espionage goes on here, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Like many Russian women, she likes her fur coats. One day as we left a building where we had trained a select group of military linguists. Man, this sounds more and more like the Bourne conspiracy or something. Well, anyway. Uh, some strangers noticed my friend's fur and shouted, what poor creature had to be sacrificed? <laughs> the, these, uh, these, apparently these people, their voices break. Uh, evidently. Yes, uh, the animal rights activists sound like that, apparently. What poor creature had to be sacrificed so you could have this fur coat? And my unruffled colleague replied, my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. Uh, this one, uh, comes from a uh, canine unit. Apparently I didn't know this. This is a uh, good information. A military working dog is always one rank higher than its handler. They really? give the dog a rank higher than a handler. Some say the custom was implemented to prevent handlers from mistreating their dogs. I was just going to say, so then they're always a senior officer. So they have yeah. to respect their dog. So just kind of unconsciously. Right. That's a good I mean, plan. I, as soon as you said that, I thought, oh, well, that seems like a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Uh, <laughs> this uh, doesn't say where this comes from even. That's a bad sign, I guess. But uh, fewer than 100 recipients have been granted the title of honorary Marine. Okay. Now, I, I don't know anything about that. What I do know is once a Marine, always a Marine. You don't say former Marine. You're a Marine. That's it. Even though you've been out of the service for a long time. But anyway, fewer than 100 have gained the title of honorary Marine. The list includes, you ready for this list? I'm ready. Brigadier General Bob Hope. I think I knew that. Okay. 
Um, Master Sergeant Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Did not know that one. <laughs> yeah. And Corporal Jim Neighbors. You know who that is? No, the guy that's, doesn't he sing? Yes, and he was star of the sitcom Gomer Pyle, USMC. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they're the only, or some of the only 100 recipients of honorary Marines. So that's quite an honor. Yeah, wow. Of course, all these people uh, helped with a positive image of the uh, the armed forces. I'm sure right. Bugs Bunny must have been during the war. Or I remember cartoons. I where, remember cartoons uh, where he was wearing in, a uniform. Marines, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, uh, one more here, I guess, uh, so we're going beyond three. But the license plate of the Commandant of the Marine Corps reads... 1775. You know why that would be? No, that's before we became a nation. Yeah. The Marine Corps was founded a year before we became a nation, 1775. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Okay. We salute you, Marines. Mostly Marine stuff today. Right. And uh, three military stories. Still to come, we've got uh, uh, more from, well, we got bottom of the column news coming up. The five secrets, secrets to a happy marriage. And uh, this is Kwame Company Podcast number 29. Bishop Danny Yohanan of GFA World with us. It used to be known as uh, Gospel for Asia, but uh, the scope has increased. So now GFA World. And uh, Danny, uh, our radio stations are known as The Word. And Christians in many, many times and places through history have been known as the people of the book. Does our relationship with the Bible affect how GFA's motivation to to uh, increase literacy? You know, you you go back and you always see that reading and writing um, is very much connected to the ability to read scripture, read spiritual books, to read the letters of the early fathers. It is a challenge when we think of many places in the world like China, where you may have one Bible to the name of the entire congregation. And so they tear out pages and each family takes it home and hand copies it and brings it back the next time they meet until they have a handwritten Bible or they listen to the Bible being read over shortwave radio and copy it down as quickly as they can. Um, That's heartbreaking in itself when most of us, including myself, have, you know, quite a number of Bibles, even different translations and different kinds in our houses, and most of the world doesn't have that, but then take it a step down where there are people who can't even read and write. So it's not that they don't even have a Bible, they just, they, they don't even have a starting point to read it. And we know that the scripture is so powerful, it changes people's lives, it gives hope, it points them in the right direction. That is one of our goals also, is as we teach people to read and write, the other side of the coin is we want to see as many scriptures produced as possible in places that don't have access to the scripture. So it's just like providing clean water, but providing clean sanitation along with education. All these things kind of run together for the same cause, to help people know that we love them, to help them to know what Christ has done for them, to give them a life that is pleasing unto God, and give them hope of what Christ has done. Walleye Dan, The Stack of Stuff, A Morning Prayer, and Swirl Master 2000, all on Kwame and Company. Not all current stuff on Kwame and Company. Stuff that it has happened at one time or another. 
Something that has happened quite a few times on Kwame and Company, both the podcast and the radio program, bottom of the column news, which uh, would you care to explain why we call it bottom of the column news? Uh, because it's found at the bottom of the column. Yeah. To fill in yeah. what's not important. Like Inconsequential. The space. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like it's, the, make the columns the right length. The weird stories, like what used to fill in was... The Johnsons were visited by their niece, yeah. who stayed for three weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> and ate them out of house and home. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. So here's a bottom of the column news story from um, Los Angeles. It's about a chase. You know, usually you think of chase, you think uh, it, uh, the words that precede chase are high speed yeah. chase. Car. Yeah. I was thinking car. Not so much this time. Okay. Police cruisers were dispatched in pursuit of a fleeing suspect wanted for assault with a deadly weapon on the evening of September 24th, so not that far back. Rather than a typical high-speed chase through bustling L.A. streets, officers found themselves following a shirtless and shoeless man in a stolen golf cart with a dog on his lap. Okay. And apparently this was a big deal. They probably had the choppers up and everything. Uh, KCAL News reported that the low-speed chase began around 9.10 in the evening, went on for much longer than expected due to the ineffectiveness of spike strips the police laid down. Seriously? They they thought spike strips were necessary? You can run and catch up with the golf cart. But apparently maybe they were afraid that he had a weapon of some kind, so they're keeping their distance. We don't know. We don't know the situation here. Sure. I was thinking the same thing. You could just run alongside and turn it off. Yeah. Pull them off the cart. Yeah. Tip it over. Just bump it. (laughs) The chase topped out at 19 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Before the suspect pulled into a parking lot around 945. Okay, so they've been following him for half an hour now. 945. He abandoned the cart, although he continued to carry the dog. Right. In short order, the barefoot suspect dropped the dog and was detained by police. The man was treated for unknown injuries. His unwitting canine accomplice was returned unharmed to the suspect's family. Okay. Okay. Good news there. I mm. guess all is well that ends well. Except the golf cart tires probably ended into in too good shape after going over the spike strips. Are all golf carts electric? No. So Some maybe this was... They only last so long, though, don't they? Or the, the power? You mean? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But this was only know. half an hour. Sure. So, um, I'm just curious in how long he could have just made it. Well, yeah, it's supposed to go slower and slower. Right. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> just, just stop. Pretty soon they're like, just, they stand in front of it and yeah. put their hand out like Superman. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, oh, that's what my cartoon bubble was doing uh, anyways. Bottom of the column news. There you go. This one uh, has to do with, uh, well, it's titled Later Gator. Okay. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. Take me out to the ball game, but leave your alligator at home. The Associated Press got involved with this story, reported that the Phillies fan, uh, Joey Henney of Jonestown, Pennsylvania, was turned away from Citizen Bank Park September 27th when he tried to enter with Wally Gator, his emotional support alligator. Oh, my word. <laughs> this sounds like a person just trying to see what he can get away with. And he has owned Wally Gator for several years. Legally, it should be noted. 
and the reptile really is certified as a support animal. Okay. And he has taken his leathery friend, I like that, uh, to schools and camps for educational presentations. According to the Washington Post, uh, they ran a story about him in, uh, last year about the gator, wall oh. gator. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he even visits local nursing homes in his red support animal vest. Now, I could see dogs going to nursing homes to be, you know, for a little upbeat thing. And even the horses. I've seen miniature horses and sure. you think, oh, that would be a nursing home residents. Oh, look at the horse. Or even full-size horses. Okay. But As an alligator. Get, I'm just, <laughs> my mind is just reeling right now because I'm thinking, you know how when people get older, they start to shrink a little. Yeah. And then they end up losing weight a lot of the times. And so there's these just little tiny old ladies. With an alligator? With an alligator. The alligator could just open up its mouth and go, chip, well, done. And you'd think, you know, like the, the, you, they should measure blood pressure before and after the visit of the alligator <laughs> to see, did this really have a good effect? Right, here? yeah. Was or, this helpful? Was yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine that being, uh, well, I mean, the, okay, so two people were helped by the alligator, but the other 15, 20 residents, yeah. Out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Well, I can't see this being a good thing. But the Phillies, they stood up to the whole thing. The Phillies game seems to have been a bridge too far. The stadium policy on support animals states. Okay. okay. Quote. They have they have a statement for support yes, animals because there's been probably some other crazy well, people trying to get a peacock in or something. They say guide dogs, service animals, or service animals in training are welcome. All other animals are prohibited. Sure. And support. Uh, emotional support and service animals, two different things. Yes. Yeah. Service animal helps two with physical things. disability. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and I see the need for support animals too. And that we're not dissing that. But, not at a baseball game. Uh, Just. Yeah. Well, not, not a gator. I mean, you could have yeah. a combination support dog. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Service animal support dog kind of thing maybe maybe possibly maybe. Well, let's see yeah not a wolf or something you wouldn't I was going to say here's my support animal my peacock and yeah ah! all right. okay now we're going back to the, the outlandish there <laughs> yeah that's right all right uh okay one more here bottom of the column story this is uh the flamingos have landed in wisconsin have you heard this i remember that well, this was an actual news story i don't think i heard about this yeah. the first recorded sightings in wisconsin of flamingos Five tropical birds were recently spotted on Lake Michigan. That's not, that's all the way up there. And that's right. Um, drawing quite a bit of attention. <laughs> uh, hundreds of people in the untropical region, bird watchers, Hey, look, a flamingo, Jerry Lorenz, PhD and an expert with Audubon, Florida speculated that the flamingos were flying between Cuba and the Yucatan, but were diverted by hurricane uh, I D A L I A I Dahlia. I don't remember that hurricane, but the uh, hurricane in late August, maybe that's a misspelling. Cause wasn't it Ida? I thought it was Ida. <laughs> well, anyway, so the hurricane may have caused them to veer off course. And we okay. go all the and way up going, to Wisconsin. They're going, that would be, that is ridiculous. Be a long first flight. of all. 
from Cuba to Yucatan. You know where the Yucatan is, right? Way down there. It's the in Mexico. I, I went there. Yeah. It's where Chichen Itza is. The Yucatan it's Peninsula. Peninsula. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going from Cuba to, and you somehow end up in northern Wisconsin. Well, these hurricanes are big deals, you know. You uh, think, I'm just going to go around this, and then it'll, then the thing is 2,000 miles wide. You know? <laughs> I don't so, think so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the other theory is that they're Packers fans. So that could be too. That's probably more likely. Right. Lorenz, the bird expert, the PhD, says uh, he encouraged locals to enjoy their presence, but give them plenty of space. He said these birds are stressed right now. They've just gone through a terrible ordeal, no matter how you look at it. Well, I'll go along with that. They... Yeah. Well, Was... wait if they make it till fall, and then you got some hunters shooting at them or something. Well, I don't know. Could you get tagged for a flamingo? But uh, some somebody it will be out there, and I thought it was a. Uh... Brain. Yeah, with paint on it or something. Uh-huh. The Wisconsin. I couldn't tell. I'm colorblind. I couldn't tell it was pink. That could be. That might happen. Yeah. Wisconsin DNR said there are currently no rescue plans in the work, and that the flamingos' instincts will probably kick in, and they'll head south when the temperatures drop. Let's hopeful. <laughs> but oh, if, I sure hope so. If they're headed for the Yucatan, they end up in Wisconsin. Who knows where they'll end up? <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep your Alaska. eyes out. Yeah. Hibbing. Could right. be, you know. <laughs> Oh, we all ended up in uh, uh, <laughs> Washington yeah. State. Yeah, it was Nimrod, Minnesota. Yeah, right. you know, the wrong way. This is Qua- wrong, wrong turn somewhere, Marge. <laughs> they could show up in somebody's yard for their birthday. Right. <laughs> this is Quanti Company Podcast number 29, 91.5 and 102.7, the word. We're talking again with Bill Corcoran, uh, CBMC Northland representative uh, on, on The Word uh, to Christian businesses. And uh, Bill, thank you for, for joining us again here on The Word. Well, thanks for having me, Phil. Uh, Thursday, November 16th. That's a big day for you at, at CBMC Northland because uh, at the River Je- River's Edge Convention Center in St. Cloud, you've got really multiple events you're sponsoring. Yeah, it's going to be a busy couple of days. We're really excited about it. Uh, certainly on, on uh, the morning of November 16th, uh, we'll have the Leaders Prayer Breakfast, the annual event, and hoping to see six, eight hundred people, uh, you know, at the at the breakfast. And it'll be great with Peter Heck. Um, and uh, we're excited about that. But we also have the um, there's a Marketplace Ambassadors Workshop, and that is a, an event that's uh they, they will, whoever attends that will also attend the breakfast, but, uh, but we will start the, the workshop actually on Wednesday night uh, with sessions um, and both Peter Heck and Mark Miller from uh, previously from Chick-fil-A will be there leading uh, sessions on leadership, servant leadership. Um, and, uh, and then that, those will continue on after the uh, prayer breakfast on Thursday morning. We'll continue all the way through the rest of the day on Thursday with that workshop. Oh, I didn't realize that's how it worked. Okay, so that's sort of for uh, uh, that's for the home team. I mean, that's for the the people in, involved or who would like to be involved with CBMC. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. We we certainly are inviting uh, CBMC members and leadership from all over uh, four state area um, and the Northland, which is Minnesota, South Dakota. North Dakota and Wisconsin, um, but we're also inviting anybody from from the Northland area, anybody uh, that wants to come and and uh, be part of the workshop, and, um, is welcome. So business leaders, um, organizational leaders that that want to kind of um, you know learn more from other other like minded men and 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 some high level leadership uh, trainers on how to do that, how to 
how to live out your faith tactfully in uh, the business world um, and how other companies, how other leaders are doing that are trying to do that um, in the business world. That's, that's really what it's going to be uh, all about. So, um, but yeah, anybody's welcome to that. We'd love to have men and women. And that's, uh, it starts Wednesday night at uh, also at the River's Edge Convention Center. Yes. Okay. Wow. And then uh, the breakfast Thursday morning and then more events during the day or more sessions with this whole uh, workshop. Uh, that sounds pretty comprehensive. It's going to be a busy couple of days for us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're trying to get people excited. We want to get, get people and, and especially business leaders excited and fired up about, about engaging in marketplace ministry. And uh, there's, it's really only one way to do that. And that's to try and gather them all together and, yeah. and, uh, and have a lot of good conversations. So you can register for just the breakfast or for the whole, uh, the, the servant leadership workshop or the evening session. I mean, it's sort of uh, a la carte. A little bit. Yeah. The marketplace ambassador workshop is, uh, is that there's a separate link uh, to get information on that on the website. Um, and, and from there you can register for the workshop. Now the workshop, actually they register for that. They get, uh, it's, it's a hundred dollars. And so if they, if they, uh, register for that, they not, not only get the workshop, but they get the breakfast included and the luncheon. Oh. So it's kind of an all in one opportunity. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's, that's really your, your best deal. Um, we, we'd love with that said individually, that's the best deal. However, the, the prayer breakfast, um, um, you know, the goal there is to get as many, we'd love to see a hundred marketplace ambassadors that, that register as table hosts. Um, filling their tables by living out their ministry and inviting people they know in their sphere of influence that need to hear the gospel. Excellent. Um, so that's what our that's where our goal is. We love to fill the breakfast room with those kind of people, and then the the, the hosts um, we we would love to invite to be market you know to the workshop. That would be that would be great to get them there too. So even if you're just hearing about CBMC for the first time today now you you can be involved uh to whatever extent you have the the time on uh the, the thursday wednesday and thursday really uh november 15th and 16th at the river's edge convention center and uh the place to get all the details and maybe the gaps that we've left for you at leaderspreerbreakfast.com or or is there is that that's the overall site that covers all of this uh, uh the whole conversation bill Yep, you'll find everything you need to know on at leadersprayerbreakfast.com. They've been awarded the most talented radio morning crew in America for three years in a row. But we couldn't afford them, so we have Kwame and Company Yay! on 91.5 and 102.7 <laughs> The Word. That's it. Aren't these people lucky? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this is podcast number 29. Those same people that couldn't get the other host, they've been <laughs> yeah. saying they'll never get to 30. Yeah, right. Those same people. We'll see. They're not there yet, I guess. Nope. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to put the kibosh on this. You know, right, and, and, yeah. Enough is enough. Anymore. Enough is enough. Somebody, <laughs> somebody told me yesterday. A letter writing campaign or something. I, I was talking to our youth pastor because... Huh? This is something he preached yesterday. Oh, our, our pastor was gone, so he preached. Day. And uh, he, he's done it before, but as I was sitting there, and he's gotten a lot better at it. You oh, know, good. He's, he's getting better every time he does it. And I said something to him. I said, so two years ago, did you ever think that you would be preaching? Yeah. And he's like, no. I said, I, 
I, I goes, I, I said, as I sat there, I thought about me working at the radio station yeah. and you here at the church. And I said, people ask me, oh, did you, you know, think that you'd be talking on the radio? In fact, no, I did not. In fact, I was pretty emphatic about not oh, really? talking on the radio when you, I first started. You made that a stipulation? Well, Mike asked me. He's yeah. like, well, you have a pretty decent voice. You'd, you'd probably sound good on the radio. Have you ever thought of talking on the radio? And I said, no, no, yeah. no. No, oh, three times. Three times oh, I said yeah. no. And then I, so I was talk, when I was talking to Vlad, I said I was sitting there thinking just how odd, you know, God works. Just yeah. it, And he equips the, the people for the job, not finds the, the person that's able to do the job, really. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you didn't start out on radio either. No. So it wasn't your School plan. Teacher. And look at how many years later no. now. I was a visual art teacher. You know, oh, that transfers perfectly to radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I, I was a stay-at-home mom. And before that, when I worked in the, I was in payroll and, you know, accounting, basically. And then yeah. owned gas stations and things like that. So, yeah, yeah totally different world. Well, you know, I, I think what, uh, what translates to radio is uh, life experience, whatever they are. Sure. Because you, you got to have something interesting going on in your background. Of yeah. course, I've faked that for years. <laughs> you faked being interested <laughs> yeah, for 45 no, years. Oh, 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 I forgot the, the point. Oh, I was talking about, oh, and, yeah. and this is really going to make the point really ironic. Yeah, this is the award-winning thing, right? Is that that we started? <laughs> well, sort of. Yeah. And so another lady was standing there, and she goes, <laughs> I just, she goes, I love listening to you guys in the morning. She goes, you're always so succinct. You don't talk on and on and on. You just kind of say what you need to say, and then you're done. Oh, and she I hasn't said, heard the podcast. <laughs> That's what I was Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. I said, oh, it's a little different on the podcast. Yeah, a little different. Yeah. <laughs> and which goes to show I, I started making a point and then forgot where I was going with the point. Because yeah. Well, that's what happens. Uh, you, know, right. the, uh, the, uh, you know, the radio consultants, the guys uh-huh. that. Come yeah. in and tell you what you're doing wrong and sure, right yeah. or should be doing, and and then take a huge fee and disappear. <laughs> right, those guys. Yeah. Well, it's not always a huge fee. I'm giving them a no, hard time. No. Yeah. But, uh, you, the one of the main things is take the first exit. Right. So you're talking along, and there's there's a time you could stop and do the next thing, but you just decide. Well, let's I'm just going to milk talking. this a little more, and yeah. then you go by the second exit, and then the third, <laughs> and no. Take the first exit. <laughs> I was telling, I, I was also, but in that same conversation, I was talking to Vlad. I said, you know, when I used to record evenings yeah. for the pulse, yeah. I said, oftentimes I, I would leave the, the mistakes in because that I'm not a perfect talk. I don't come up with the word right away. Right. I don't, I don't, my thoughts aren't all succinct. I'm not a perfect perfect conversationalist. So you sound more live too. Right. I sound more myself. Yeah. I said, if I was perfect, people would know I recorded it for sure. Oh, Cause okay. they know how I talk. Well, there's been no mistakes so far. This must be a recording. <laughs> yeah, this exactly. must be artificial intelligence involved here somewhere. So I said, the only time that I would just go, okay, I really need to do that again. Yeah. Is if I couldn't figure, couldn't remember by the end what you how I out? was going to end, like oh, how I yeah. was going to get out of it. Yeah. And so then I'd have to start over and go, okay, how was I going to do that? And then plan it before I start again yeah. and then get there. Because if I, sometimes if I don't talk fast enough, I don't get all my thoughts 
Oh, your thoughts and are I going get faster than your mouth. And well, then... I get distracted. Yeah. In the meantime, and then my whole thought doesn't even get out. Oh, yeah. And there was one time Melissa was listening, and I was explaining something. I don't even know what it was. Yeah. And I'm talking along, and I I was struggling to try to explain whatever it was. Yeah. And I said, finally said, well, you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went on to the next thing. Yeah. And Melissa called me and she goes, mom, can't you just re-record that? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, but that wouldn't be mean. It's all right. Me, people know me. And you never know. They may come to their own conclusion. That was (laughs) different. Might be just as good. Yeah. Yeah. You you get, you get the gist of what I'm saying. You get the gist of what I'm saying. It's the other thing they teach you is not to run into the microphone when you Take the first exit and then don't run into the microphone. <laughs> Try not to talk with your hands. Yeah. The, well, see, that's the problem. See, that's why I play with yeah. the cord because it keeps me from waving my hands oh, around. Oh, okay. That's a good plan. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Apparently, this uh, segment has turned into weird things that happen in radio. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> see, that's the nice thing about podcasts. Oh, yeah. Or, or on podcasts. Uh, Okay. That you don't have to think like you don't have to go. Oh, this is two minutes too long. Right. Well, it's okay. Eventually, everything gets too long. Eventually, you they can hit just the go fan. like this though, and they can fast forward. Oh, they can fast. Oh, yeah. okay. So they've got control. Okay, they sure do. So Not like point, radio. Nobody's listening. <laughs> we can say whatever we want at this point. <laughs> All right. No. Here's what we started oh, out going. Yes. This is what we're and then, aiming at. And this at. is a more. This is a pretty important subject. I like this. It thing is from Mrs. Lori. Mrs. Lori, you forgot her name too, didn't you? I did. Kathy Lori. Kathy Lori. I was going to yeah. say Greg's wife. Greg's wife. Yeah. She was in the movie. You know. <laughs> yeah. I think she actually was in that. I think both of them had uh, you know walked past cameos. Yeah. Now even just uh, oh, there's what's extra. That? Yeah, extras. Yeah, they're standing in the background there, getting baptized or something. Okay. Anyway, so Kathy Laurie says, uh, uh, "Making a happy marriage." So this is a column. Her husband, when he does a column, it's like three quarters of a page. She's got two full pages, single spaced. Well, you couldn't leave any of these out. No, you couldn't. No. And so these are the five secrets of a happy marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kathy says, uh, "I'm not an expert, but I've." I've learned a lot over the 50 years Greg and I have been together. I wonder if it's 50 on the nose. They must have had a wing ding if it was. I mean, you know, that would have been a, that would have been a party to be at. Right. Well, anyway, she says the biggest thing I've learned uh, aren't actually big things. They're small daily shifts that make a world of difference. I agree with that. It's usually the small stuff that gets, throws people off course if they mm. don't don't do it. But uh, okay, where are we? Uh, Shanti Feldman. An interesting name, but she's a really smart researcher. They've done all kinds of studies on marriage and relationships. Shanti Feldman, a social researcher and best-selling author, laid out some really great advice about these small shifts which could make the biggest impact on a happy marriage. But as a disclaimer, these are great shifts to make if you have a good foundation for a loving, healthy marriage. If you're in a situation of abuse or other serious problems, don't try to address the small shifts. Right. Take care of the big thing and reach out to a counselor or a pastor. These are before those big things happen. Yeah. If you're, if there's abuse going on, you know, turn the podcast off and go call your pastor or something. Right. You know, so, uh, okay. So number one, secrets to a happy marriage. Believe the best. I like this one. Mm -hmm. Your husband is not the enemy. If you're looking at it from the other perspective, your wife is not the enemy. Uh, Underneath 
what you see is a man who really cares about you. Okay. There's a, like a seminar. I don't like, we did it for a Sunday school class. I can't think of what it's called right now, but it's Emmerich's is the last name that does it. And he always talks about their goodwilled person. So you think of what they have. They love you. They're, they're, they're goodwilled, but they make mistakes, but they make mistakes, but they're, (laughs) but the way the, if you take what they say, I mean, you could take, I'm struggling to think of an example, but they could say something. And if you didn't know that person, you could take it the wrong way. And you think, well, they're a jerk happens every day, but yes, but since it is your spouse and they love you and they are, they have your goodwill in their mind. Right. If you think of that for them, then that thing that they said may not be quite as earth shattering as right. you think, because that's probably not how they meant it. Right. It just came out the wrong way. So it's not like you can't say to that person who just said something incredibly dumb. Yeah. Are you hey, hearing what you just said? Yeah. I took that this way. Yeah. You might want to rethink that. Straighten the next it time. out. Right. Don't just run off weeping. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yes. And don't get to or fly off the handle over it because they they probably didn't mean it in a bad way. They probably were just not realizing how it sounded to you. Right. Because he also points out that uh, women talk, their microphone is pink and men hear in blue. Men talk in blue, women here in pink. Oh, so, and never the twain shall meet. Exactly. So (laughs) how I'm speaking to my husband isn't always interpreted the same way as I think it's coming out as, but how he says it isn't always being interppreted by me and how he means it. So think of the best intentions of your spouse. Believe the best. That's right. Number two, now these are the five secrets to a happy marriage from Mrs. Olson. No, Mrs. Lori, (laughs) Kathy Lori. Yeah. Close up the distance. Uh, she says, date, go for a treat, take a five-minute vacation, watch the sunset together. Absence does not make the heart grow fonder. It actually creates a separate life. Mm. Even good things like ministry, fellowship, friendship, your career can pull your heart away. It's time to reprioritize. Close up the distance. That's pretty self I know a lot of people that are living those kind of lives. And yeah. then when those things that are finally threadly connecting them disappear. Usually it's kids. Right. Then it's, uh, who are you? Yeah. And yeah. they're divorcing after 30 years yeah. and it's amazing to me. And I just, yeah. I feel bad for marriages like that because yeah. you've been together 25 years. You can't figure out what it was that brought you together in the first place. You're that far gone right. that you can't find each other again. So never lose that connection. Close up the distance. That's right. Without phones. I know I said that on the air, but without phones, all those little things that oh, yeah, five minutes, you're not things. actually yeah. connecting if, right. unless you don't have your phone and you're not staring at your phone at the right. same time. Yep. It sounds like Jerry. Okay. <laughs> Number three, avoid spending time with those of the opposite sex. Make sure you always put up guardrails. Don't trust your own heart. Make sure you have boundaries in place before they are needed. Avoid looking up your old boyfriend on Facebook or having lingering conversations with someone of the opposite gender, you don't know the potential lure and possibility of self-deception if you leave any doors open. We're amazingly capable of self-deception. Right. Okay, so I have a few 
I only mentioned one of these things on the air, but yeah. Wes always reminds me that one of his friends that he used to work with, if a woman even said hello to him, he'd go, oh, she wants me. She wants to date me. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. So ridiculous that it's unbelievable. Yeah. But then I have some good examples in my life of people that brought things to my attention that I was like, ooh, that's a really good thing. Our first pastor, when we went to Pequot, he no. would not be left alone with any woman, except for the secretary. She was there most of the time, but yeah. she was a lot, she was older. Anyways, he, if he was doing counseling or anything like that, that secretary would be there when he was doing that. Yeah. Um, even after I had a miscarriage, he came to my house and he just wanted to show, you know, support and comfort. He came, he came to the door, did not step inside gave me a hug at the door and then left. Yeah. And then somebody else told me, uh, don't ever ride in a car with just one person. Those are, that's the Billy Graham rules. Uh, sure. Cause he had those uh, in effect. Okay. And a lot of people have adapted that. He wouldn't, uh, go anywhere with just a secretary yeah. or, or, uh, that, uh, and Mike Pence adopted those same rules. Sure. And was so like for that. we used to go to meetings down in Brainerd and it would be Rick, the general manager. And then I'd have to go there. It was meeting, with the accountant. So it was like our uh, audit meeting or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'd go to the audit meeting and he's like, Oh, you want to? Nope. I'll, I'll drive. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so, a good plan. All right. Just those little things that kind of keep you guarded and right. And you just never know how another person can interpret what you're saying or what you're, you're yeah. doing when it could be totally innocent on your part. I, well, and that's part of what what uh, Kathy was saying. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you have boundaries in place before they are needed. Right. Yep. Yep. All right. Be the boss of your feelings is number four. <laughs> Who's the boss? You or your feelings? Well, we, we have to choose to stop a negative train of thought. Mm -hmm. Philippians 4.9 reminds us uh, about the things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and praiseworthy. We think about those things. Choose your focal point. If we're able to shift our focus to the positive instead of the negative, we start believing the best about our spouse and marriage rather than the worst. It kind of goes back to number uh, number one. one. And I, I'll expound on that one again. I know I said it on the air, but I think that when when you're thinking of the, the best intentions of your spouse or how they are acting towards you, yeah. And I, this is not an excuse, but women tend to have, you know, are a little bit more emotional and especially a few days a month Yeah, and into menopause, yeah. they, they can be kind of crazy. I mean, really. Well, I would I mean, never have seen that. I mean, that <laughs> what is this you're speaking of? <laughs> right. Yeah, so really taking that into account and as best as we try, we're not always in control. Yeah. I mean- even when you notice, you're like, oh, well, that I was just a little bit crazy there. And it's hard to even admit that yeah. you were like out of control because it's embarrassing. Right. It's not a fun thing. And so it's. Then you end up doubling down. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't just admit it and then you're taking it to the next level, I guess. Yeah. 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 But just realize that your spouse is not trying to uh, attack you. You're, they are just momentarily crazy and just. Not and telling them that and pointing it out is not helpful. We already no. know that we no. were crazy. You just mean, the, I mean, guys trying to fix the problem, <sighs> yeah, yeah no, and go, no. Oh, I, 
it must be that time or, yeah, or I, I'm if sorry. If you did this and this and this, yeah. I'm sure it'll be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Just sometimes letting it go and realizing that they're not themselves yeah. is the best way to go forward with yeah. that. You know, just, you know, don't worry about it. Five, 10 years, it'll all be better. <laughs> That's what Bell and I used to say. You need to joke about this stuff, too. The first 30 years sure. were the hardest. Right, yes. And it's all downhill, you know. There, but, there's well, a couple of day sponsors when they say something about, you know, 40 good years and 10 years of petty bickering. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it averages out, you know, yeah, who knows yeah. how long that was. But Well, that ties into number five here. Yes. You know, it's number five from Kathy Laurie. Uh, the secrets to a good marriage, looking to marriage for happiness means you're looking at the wrong place. Mm, mm-hmm. Now you could take that like, <laughs> it sounds kind of negative, <laughs> right? but well, the honest truth about marriage and, and Kathy says in, in quotes here or in parentheses, and I'm sorry if this breaks any romantic bubbles you may have, <laughs> yes. you know, all the rom-coms oh, I, would not I say thought this. that my marriage would fix my happy, yes. like yeah. I would never, ever be upset Prince ever Charming. again. Exactly. Yeah. There's no human relationship that can ever, you can ever fully trust not mm-hmm. to hurt you because when it comes down to it, nobody can be fully selfless all the time. Right. The real secret to having a happy marriage is Jesus. Put him at the center of your marriage he gives us the ability to love one another, put each other first, and stick with it even when we don't want to. He's the foundation of love and happiness we all need. If we put our faith in him first, we are able to love our spouse more fully and openly because we have a solid foundation on which to build. So good job. All those are very valid points, especially this last one here. It's not, right. a, not an exhaustive list, but it's a place to start. And Kathy says, try them today. Watch, but what a difference it makes over time, like 50 years, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over time. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think there there's never a time that you should stop working at it. Yeah, exactly. So no matter what it is, whether it's a marriage conference or it's a Sunday school class, or if it's just a book that you go, I think this will this will be a good one. I, I have a book at home. I I'm only like three chapters into it and it's been a while. I've had it for a long time. Yeah. I just don't have a lot of time to sit down and read, but I think it's making that effort right. to do those things, to look at the person that they are a goodwill person and keep that in mind. Even when you're not happy. Yeah. Even when you're, this person is crazy Yeah. and I'm out of here. Yeah. Just don't go that far. Right, because there are times when you won't be happy, you right. won't see uh, a solution, right. you just have to kind of soldier forward. Right. Commitment is the underlying thing that you need to keep in mind that I think Christians have that really nobody else has yeah. anymore. Yeah. And if you keep that in mind that you are committed to this, you are just like you're committed to being a Christian, you're committed to to Christ, you're committed to that person. Yeah. And if you keep that in mind... You're, you kind of think, I, I don't, this is going to sound um, negative, but you're stuck with that person. That's right. Yeah. Make the best of it. Yeah. I mean, really. And if you're both thinking that same thing, Wes will say stuff to me all the time. And I'm like, I'm, um, he's like, oh, thanks for being my wife or something like that. I'm like, yep, you're stuck with me. Yeah. Because he is. He's, you either make the best of it or you're going to be miserable. Yeah. So, sort of the, the, 
divorce is not an option kind of thing. Right. Uh, and we know it's a reality in many people's lives. So I'm right. not saying that, but right. you go and into a are, marriage. And there are reasons that. that sometimes it just is it yeah. unavoidable. Like we said at the beginning, you're getting being in an abusive but if you have a checklist, all okay, if this and this and this and this and this happens, well, then, okay. I, yeah, that's divorce. not, yeah. No, that's not. Nope, that's the way out, and that's when divorce is going to happen. Right. When you start talking about it happening or, like, it's a hypothetical, that's not a good thing. Right. So. All right. All right. Well, very good. Kathy Laurie, thank you for that. Yeah. Mrs. Laurie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, anyway, this Great. is Kwame Company Podcast number 29. Evangelist Nick Hall, founder of Pulse in Minneapolis, is on a mission to equip the next generation to share the gospel. To prepare young people, the Pulse team is offering a discipleship and training program called Pulse 100. Pulse 100 is something, for, it's a training program for young evangelists. We're looking for 100 who, who will leave the 99 to go after the 1. Uh, we're looking for 100 who are wanting to live their lives for Jesus and share the gospel and reach a generation that's hurting and lost. It's really based off of two things. One is Jesus, an example for us of I'm the good shepherd that lays down his life. So we're looking at passages like that of God's heart for the lost, but it's also uh, loosely based on a quote from John Wesley, really one of the last great awakenings and revivals and also a lot of denominations and great things in church history. He said, God, would you give me a hundred who hate nothing but sin and fear nothing but God, and I will shake the gates of hell. More about Pulse at Pulse.org. I have no idea what's in the next podcast because we'll have to have some kind of a celebration. The next one should be, by my reckoning, uh, Kwame and Company podcast number 30. Ooh. Yeah. It's I might a, have to get a couple things. Maybe I'll look at my saved list oh, please and do see that. if there's something. Yeah. Now, if this is uh, was like the, I wonder if there's a podcast anniversary chart, like paper, tin, <laughs> you know, all those things. What is thirty supposed to be in marriages? I don't know. Twenty five is silver, right? Yeah. Yeah, thirty's like nothing. Thirty's like uh, <laughs> electronics, maybe, or, or you know, kitchen utensils, uh, <laughs> things you plug I, in. I, yeah, I'm thinking that's probably not it. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> All right. That's you're, funny. You're already looking on the on the I, line. I'm there. trying to think of find it really quick, but anniversary I don't know. 30 years. Yeah. Oh, it just says oh, traditional made from pearls. Okay. Pearls. It's the pearl anniversary. Well, evidently. that's not happening. <laughs> pearls of wisdom. Maybe we can you know turn it into something else. Oh yeah. Else. Okay, we'll do there that. There we go. Go to the bottom of the column of news, probably. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Yeah, 30 next time. Opposite. Kwame Company Opposite podcast. Of pearls of wisdom. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, it makes compare and contrast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>